Create an Unstoppable Life, episode 113. Create an Unstoppable Life is all about mindset for the high achiever to help you build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a mindset and marketing coach and a family medicine physician. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Welcome back and hello from Taos, New Mexico. I am on the adventure with Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and it truly is refreshing, inspiring, renewing. We're going to do it again next year. Mark your calendar, August. Join us for the Taos adventure. Erin is amazing. Her work is amazing. And meeting her in real life, being around her presence, it's truly inspiring. If you'd also like to spend time with her, there's another opportunity. She leads a Burnt Out to Badass Outdoor Retreat, September 11th and 12th. You can recharge, explore, reconnect with yourself and others. And find more information on burntouttobadass.com forward slash retreat. My friends, you're in for a treat today. We are talking about everyone's favorite topic. Well, it might be. If we weren't denying that it exists, it might be everyone's favorite. But before we go there, this podcast is a proud member of Dr. Podcast Network. And here's a message from our sponsor. Vive Funds is a commercial multifamily real estate firm trusted by physician investors, physician families, and busy entrepreneurs from all over the U.S. Located in Dallas, Texas, and founded by Veena Jetty, Vive Funds specializes in curating conservative passive real estate opportunities for investors. Vina brings a dynamic perspective to targeting, acquiring, managing, and operating investment assets using the best time-tested practices combined with cutting-edge technologies. Reach out to Vina and her team at Vive Funds to find out how you can be a successful investor too by creating opportunities for you to build your portfolio. You can find them at drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash Vive Funds. Again, that's doctorpodcastnetwork.com forward slash V-I-V-E-F-U-N-D-S. On with our show. The theme of denial is coming up a lot these days, and for good reason. Many of us feel terrible, overwhelmed, confused, frustrated, angry. There are so many circumstances around us. Life in the second half of 2021 is not what many of us expected or what we hoped for, or what we wanted, and it's for more reasons than COVID. So many of us have just been holding our breath, just get through it, get through COVID. Sadly, it's rising, and right now there are many more things besides COVID going on in the world. So here's what I've been coaching on. I know I feel this way and I don't want to. I'm working on changing my thinking, but it's not working. I keep spinning and I'm stuck. I want to feel better. I'm working hard to feel better and nothing is changing. Imagine being in a canoe with a hole in it. You can work really hard to get the water out, but until the hole is addressed, nothing changes. All that hard work, it temporarily keeps you floating, but that's it. When you stop, it stops working. And the same is true with our mind. We can actively look for other ways to think about something, to think differently. We can look at the bright side and try to believe it. Or we can put our mind focus on something else. 
But when we stop, it stops working. And that, my friends, is denial. Or at least that's what happens with denial. When we stop, it stops working. I say it with deep respect. It's me too. It's part of the human experience. Denial is managing the symptoms. I don't want to feel this way. What do I need to do? What do I need to think instead? And it makes sense because how we feel is based on what we think. And if we think the world around us is terrible, we feel terrible or the equivalent emotion, whatever that is. So naturally, someone doesn't want to feel terrible. So they tell themselves, I can't think that thought. What can I think instead? It's pushing away what is there because we can see the end result and we don't want that result. So most people only know they feel terrible and they look for immediate things to help them feel better, right? You see this, maybe you do this. Do using something as an emotional release or an opportunity to zone out or numb, like food, alcohol, social media. Sound familiar? Smile. My clients are aware that there is a problem. And what they are experiencing are symptoms of the problem. They're working to manage the symptoms, the spinning around, the restless mind, the anxious feeling, by working to change what they are thinking. In some areas, the tender areas, they can only go so far. And when they stop actively trying to manage it, it stops working. Here's an example. It happened last night. Smile. My son's helping his roommate drive back to Texas for college. 16 hours. They'd been up all day and they decided to leave in the evening. Where does my mind go? It's not safe. That's a terrible decision. Those are the first thoughts, which opened up an invitation to a lot of very similar thoughts. What if something happens? I'm on the Taos adventure. I can't help them. What if they fall asleep and crash? Pause. What's the underlying feeling there with all of those thoughts? Fear, right? Fear that something will happen. Fear that it will lead to the worst case scenario. Fear that I'll be helpless. Fear that I'm not doing my job to help guide his experience, to help things be safer. Fear. Remember those 3D glasses? When you put them on, everything changes in front of you. And for a 3D movie, it normalizes the picture. For everything else, it distorts the view. Fear is like a pair of glasses. They distort the view in front of us. And everything is filtered through those lenses. The lenses of fear. Fear doesn't like to be alone. It looks for company. So what starts out as I'm worried about my child grows into worry or fear in many areas of life. And here's another thing fear does. It fast forwards to a tragic ending. What starts as I'm worried about his safety rapidly progresses to imagining him crashing and the worst case scenario. He didn't. He's home safe. I'm only sharing where my mind went to in an instant. The fast forwarding that fear creates. Going back to the analogy, if we wear the 3D glasses outside of the theater, we'll continue to see a distorted view. No matter how hard we focus on what's around us, how much we squint, how much we change the environment. Go inside, go back outside. As long as we're wearing the lenses, the view is distorted. And until we wake up to the fact that we are wearing these lenses, nothing will change. That's denial. 
pretending, coping, actively pushing the thoughts, the feelings out of the way, trying to change everything around us without taking off the lenses that are creating our current reality. Denying the fear and working to cope with it. Denying the worry and actively trying to think of something else instead. You know from experience, fear does not create positive or neutral emotion. It's not capable of it. Fear never invites joy or peace or calm into an experience, ever. There's a perfect time to wear 3D glasses for a 3D movie, and nowhere else. For the rest of our lives, we must take them off. There are perfect times for fear. Those times are very limited. And for us to function well, we must learn to take the lenses off. Not deny that they're on, not cope with them being there. Denial is a lack of recognition that we're wearing lenses. Fear lenses, overwhelmed lenses, frustrated lenses, angry lenses. We tell ourselves that we don't want to feel this way or be this way, and we work so hard to get past it. We work so hard to pump the water out of the leaking canoe. Denial is well-intentioned. It's a technique to feel better. The challenge is it only works as long as we're actively working on it. It's likely causing us to be out of alignment with our core values, and we numb or avoid it. It doesn't work long-term or medium-term, and it doesn't last. Here's what also goes along with denial. Spinning around because we don't know what's wrong with us. Telling ourselves we should be better than this or stronger than this. Denying that we're wearing any lenses. Until we take those lenses off, we are tied to whatever they create. A client said, I didn't even see it. I thought I just wasn't working hard enough. Nope. We can work harder scooping water out of the canoe. But hard work here doesn't solve it. Acknowledging that there's a leak, working to plug it, that's what solves the problem. We can run faster trying to get away from feeling bad, but until we acknowledge what we're feeling, nothing will change. I believe denial is a default process. We're high achievers. We aren't lazy. We generally aren't looking for escapes. We default to them. And what happens for many people who think about their thinking and they're stuck, out comes the self-judgment and the comparison. I should be better than this. I thought I was farther along. This shouldn't be happening. And you can see, right, how that adds up to staying stuck. So what do you do? If you feel stuck, consider that there's something being denied. What are you feeling that you don't think you should be? What are you withholding from yourself because you've worked so hard? What seems too overwhelming that you can't even go there? Denying what is, it's a default mechanism. Maybe it's because you don't want it to be this way. Maybe it's an underlying feeling like fear or not being good enough or not deserving of something. Or maybe it's another reason or another experience entirely that's contributing or causing it. Imagine you're with a young child who's crying, and you, the adult, have two ways to respond. Here they are. Way number one, telling the child, stop crying. You have nothing to cry about. It's no big deal. Come on, let's go. 
Way number two. Hi. I'm just going to sit here next to you. Let out all the tears. All the ones that want to come out, just let them come out. There's no hurry. We have plenty of time. And when you're ready, if you want to share, just simply share. Two ways. High achievers, when it comes to ourselves, which way do we default to? The first way. When it comes to people we care about, what do we choose? The second way. Is it obvious way number one is denial and way number two is compassion and grace? Which one's healthier? Which one builds connection? Which one tends to diffuse the emotion sooner? Pushing it away or simply spending whatever time it takes to acknowledge it? Is it obvious? It's not intuitive and most people aren't doing it. They don't want to feel bad. So pushing it away is a temporary solution. But you aren't most people. So consider this framework to catch on sooner to what is happening in your mind, to what is creating your experience, to identify what lenses you are looking through. Step number one, stop. Stop spinning around. There's a whirlwind of energy going on within you. Stop adding to it. Stop fighting. Stop distracting. Stop numbing. Stop scrolling. Stop eating when you're not hungry. Just stop. Number two, sit with a pen, a piece of paper, and write out what you're feeling, just feeling, not what you're thinking. All that thinking is going to come up, of course, and it's going to seem so real and justify how you feel and why you have to feel that way. But right now, we're only going to focus on the feeling. Write it out. Stay there with whatever you're feeling. It's energy going through your body. There's no need to fight, no need to run away. Number three, stay with the emotion. No hiding, no blaming, no shaming. Simply acknowledging it. This is fear. This is uncertainty. This is anger. Whatever it is. Nothing needs to change. No action needs to be taken. Stay with the emotion. It's like with the small child. Let all the tears come out. The ones that want to come out, just let them. And when you're ready, then share, right? That's what we said with the small child. Just share. Nothing needs to change. No action needs to be taken. Just let it be there. Step number four, take a deep breath. And as you do, feel the life within you. Release the kindness to you for how hard you work, for the struggle you are currently in, for not knowing how to do this, for the fact that you don't want to be here and you don't want to feel the way you feel. Doing this is how you will find quiet. It is how the emotion will fade. It is how your nervous system will calm down and you'll see there's nothing to fight. It's okay. Just like the child in our example, the tears stop. They always do. And they do so more quickly when they're given time, acceptance, love. It's not magic. It's acknowledging the emotion, sitting in it, allowing it to be there. And what you'll see is that it moves on. No storm lasts forever. 
My friends, this is the path to freedom, to reclaiming control of your mind, your time, and your energy. When you don't have to fight or push away or be afraid of any emotion. Last night, I tossed and turned. I didn't want him to be on the road. I didn't want him to take any risk. And it wasn't a choice offered to me. My mind wanted to simmer in all the fear, the worry, the anger for the what-ifs. And here's what I did. First, I stopped. Spinning around in the same thoughts because they weren't going to change a thing. Number two, I sat and sorted through the emotions. Number three, I stayed with the emotions, fear, worry, vulnerability. Number four, I breathed in a lot of kindness and patience. And the emotions lifted. They served their purpose and it was time to move on. There was nothing more for them to do. And here's what opened up. The question of how can I stay connected with him? Each time I woke up because I was tossing and turning, I messaged him. And you know what? He responded. Early this morning, I called him and he called back. I created freedom to choose the emotions that I wanted to have. Kindness, love, and calm. With those three emotions, I can do almost anything. And if I'm present and I'm listening to him, then it opens up conversations to troubleshoot problems or even talk about anticipating. Stop. Sit. Stay. Breathe in kindness or grace or compassion or patience or all of them. Whatever you would give to someone else in the same situation, give it to yourself. That's how you'll find freedom. And from there, you can choose whatever you want to experience. Denial is part of the human experience. It's a coping mechanism for so many of us. And it's so natural we don't even recognize it. But now you know more. And you have a process to sort through it. Because you're in it doesn't mean you have to stay there. And it doesn't mean that anything went wrong. You can wake up to what is really happening and work through it. You can take the lenses off. Extraordinary lives are created. They are never handed to us. And becoming very honest with ourselves is a key ingredient. Denial may show up in your life like a stranger at the door wanting to sell you something. You can simply answer the door, say hello, no thank you, and get right back to the intentional life you want to lead. Before we end, a reminder about our sponsor, Vive Funds. Vive Funds provides unique, passive, multifamily investment opportunities that they vet and bring to you as an investor. Reach out to Veena Jetty to see how partnering with Vive can help you reach your real estate investment goals. DrPodcastNetwork.com forward slash Vive Funds. By the way, the Taos Adventure Mark Your Calendar, August 2022. We'll be hosting it. We'll be letting you know all about it in the spring. It's an opportunity for you to up-level your life and up-level your business. I'm sending you so much love, and I'll see you next time. Ciao. 
create clarity and simplicity with all of your marketing so that the people you serve know how you can help them. As a StoryBrand certified guide, I help physicians create this to launch or grow any type of business. Sign up for a consult call with me at georgemdcoaching.com.